Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the earth has to offer. Your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason, each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides. So, get ready to learn about natural nutrition, preventative pet health, and more with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Kim, I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Dr. Jeannie, your other host. And today we're going to be talking about the Horses of Proud Spirit. Uh, that is the Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary. We're going to be speaking with Melanie Bowles. She and her husband are the founders of um, Proud Spirit, and she is also the author of two amazingly awesome books. Huh, Jeannie? <laughs> Great. Book. Um, the Horses of Proud Spirit is her first book, and the second one is Hoof Prints. And both of them are just, um, Melanie is an amazing storyteller, and it's because she's so passionate about what she is sharing. We'd like to welcome our audience. Um, audience who are here live, uh, Judy and Live Oak, and also Christian Hanna, and anybody else who's out there listening, welcome. I think you're going to have, really going to be listening to a very passionate show today. It's one of my favorite kind to share, and of course, we're talking about one of our favorite animals, horses, so can't hardly beat that, huh, Jeannie? <laughs> it's going to be special. It is going to be special. I was looking forward to this for a long time, because we've had Melanie's books for a, for a little while here, mm-hmm. so I've just been looking forward to sharing this story, because I think it's so important for people to to know what's going on out there. But before we do, we're going to have a short promo, and then we'll be right back, so don't go away. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally will be right back. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge, on demand, every week, 
right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. Well, as we said um, before the break, we are speaking today with Melanie Bolt, and she is the founder of Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary. Let me tell you a little bit about her, taken right from the cover of one of her books. She was born and raised in Michigan and moved to Florida in her early 20s, and after acquiring her first horse in 1992, oh, I'm so jealous, (laughs) and learning of the mistreatment endured by many horses, she set out to create what would become Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary. At the time of this book, the first book, it was a 50-acre facility in Florida where she and her husband, Jim, have provided peace and shelter to over 70 horses. Now, you're going to find out today, this has been for nearly 20 years, um, that she has worked as a firefighter and an EMT alongside her with her husband while running the sanctuary, folks. And the sanctuary has grown, and they have moved states, and we're going to talk about that in today's show. This grew from a little tiny place to this amazing place, and the stories that Melanie is going to share with us today while they're heartbreaking, she does bring us some hope, and uh, it's just really, I was stunned to find out the magnitude of what people do with horses, people that have been around horses forever, and uh, <laughs> Melanie, your book was just timely. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, I'll tell you, it was just, I, you know, I, I've been around horses pretty much all my life. I don't, unfortunately, I'm not around them right now, but I was just so sad to hear and learn about some of these things that I never had any idea was going on. And obviously, you didn't either until you ventured into the world of horses. But why don't you tell the audience about, you know, just a little bit more in depth about yourself and, and um, how you ended up with a horse sanctuary. <laughs> Well, gosh, um, I was a novice in every sense of the word. Um, (laughs) My husband and I, as you had mentioned, we earned our living as firefighters, and as you can imagine, the job was very stressful and exhausting, and we lived in town at that time, and in an effort to simplify our lives, we decided to move out to the country, Mm -hmm. and... We just simply bought a house on five acres, but we were surrounded by uh, horses. Everywhere I looked, there were horses. I'd never had a horse as a child. I admittedly was not horse crazy as a young girl. <laughs> Which is hard and, for us to understand because we were, but... Yeah, you know, I, I really it wasn't. Came right I, <laughs> I grew up um, learning to love and respect all animals and nature, but I just, I wasn't horse crazy. Um, you weren't horse crazy? Oh, my goodness. No, I was not. <laughs> so many people are surprised to learn that, but it's the truth. <laughs> wow. Um So, uh, anyways, we were um, surrounded by horses, and and I just became absolutely intrigued. Um, Was it just from watching them, Mel? Yeah, it truly was. It was simply from watching them. And um, I can't really describe the exact moment that I decided I had to have one. But that's the way I would term it. I had to have one. Hmm. And I said that one night to my husband. I've been thinking about getting a horse. And, and he looked at me just shocked because, he, what? Why? Huh? Where'd this come from? And I couldn't describe where it comes from. It came from. And I still couldn't tell you. But it's changed my life. 
And apparently it has. I mean, obviously yeah. from where you went from your original, uh, your original, what was it, uh, five acres? Yes, we started off with five acres. Um, and, and one I, horse. And one horse. <laughs> and she couldn't have been a worse match for a novice. Oh, yes. You went through uh, a lot I mean, Cody. you might want to tell people a little bit about that <laughs> match. They're going to have to read your book to get all of the wonderful stories, but mm-hmm. sad as they are. But that was interesting to me, that first. And just your whole experience with going out to find a horse. Yeah, I started just going to various farms and and taking leads from ads at the on the feed store bulletin board and talking to friends and I ended up at this this day camp for kids and there were just horses everywhere and kids everywhere and dogs and goats and and it was just this overwhelming uh this overwhelming place mm-hmm. Melanie and I'm just going to let you know that the sound in the background is Jeannie's jungle it's my parents yes. <laughs> well that's what I thought you know I could hear uh. or her yeah yes. she has a he and a her so, <laughs> so anyway. anyway go ahead I'm sorry oh no that's fine I um I saw this thoroughbred mare and I actually didn't even know she was a thoroughbred that's how uneducated I was about mm-hmm. horses um and I but I fell in love with her, and I brought her home. And as I mentioned, she couldn't have been a worse match for a novice. I didn't have the cl- a first clue about how to handle her. Wasn't it just that you wanted to get her out of where she was? At that time, I must be honest and tell you no. It had nothing to do with that. Um, wow. It, I suppose a little bit, because the place was just uh, it was a horrible place. Uh, but I, if, if that was the case, I would have wanted to get all the horses out of there. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, this was just your first horse, and you were in love without any, yeah. any homework. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm just glad that you were one of those people who were out there mm-hmm. looking, because what happened because of this one horse was is this amazing sanctuary. That's but how I mean, it came to be, huh? Well, this was the genesis of all this, and mm-hmm. this is where the switch came. Instead of giving up on her and selling her, or just deciding that I haven't got the savvy to, to ever have a horse and getting rid of her, or letting her languish in the backyard. Right. Instead of any of those situations happening, I made a commitment to her, and I decided that I was the one who needed to become educated. Wow. And that's, that's the difference, and that yeah, but that's That's insightful, Melanie. That is so extremely insightful because really that's where it all is. It's, it's us. It's not the horses that have right. the problem. Absolutely. And this is something that I have tried to... Um, um, this has been the, the, the bedrock of our philosophy uh, here mm-hmm. is, is the horses are not at fault. No animal is. Right. We are. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. up to us to educate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so how that evolved was really quite astonishing or an extraordinary situation because... Um, um, you know, it, it evolved into a situation where I barely knew how to put a halter on a horse to working with, you know, years later, uh, mm-hmm. working with a completely unhandled adult wild Mustang I... and able to trim his feet in less than two weeks. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So this is how this, this is how this evolved. And mm-hmm. that means to me, what I'm hearing from sitting where I am is that you learned to speak horse and respect horse and um, 
they uh, they know that. Right. Yes. And that is that is really what I think it's been the missing link in all these years that these horses have given so much servitude to us. Mm-hmm. I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time, Melanie. That oh, I agree. Know. I agree. And and I'll tell you, I believe in the power of one. Um, mm-hmm. All of us can make a difference as individuals. I believe that so strongly. You know, and then inevitably there's a ripple of change. Uh, mm-hmm. Will this change your life? Are you still an EMT and a, um, are both you and your husband still doing that? So firefighters? We retired. We retired. Um, we were able to retire while we were still in our 40s. My husband put in 25 years and I put in 20. Um, we were still in our 40s when we were able to retire. But you were still working when you first started um, you know, with the first horse and even subsequently when you went on to the 70-acre uh, ranch later. You were still working, weren't you, full-time? Oh, yes, yes. And running the sanctuary at the same time. Yes, we were, we were caring for nearly 40 horses mm. while we were still working. And probably using most of your income to support them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, because, and, and it looks to me like you built some good relationships along the way with people who could see the same plight you were seeing, but maybe didn't have what it took to do what you were doing, Melanie, but they supported you in your efforts. Oh, absolutely. Um, we've got, um, the the financing for the sanctuary pretty much does come out of our own pocket, but we do have, um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization mm-hmm. now. We have been for uh, all this time, but um, yes, and, but we do have some um, monthly contributors, and, and that's what they say. They they say to us, "We can't do what you do. We don't right. we don't have the the time or the uh, the land or the mm-hmm. or frankly or the ump <laughs> maybe <laughs> the inclination to mm-hmm. right um, because it is it's an unyielding responsibility. Um, yes, yeah. it is. And but you're now you've moved from Florida to Arkansas. Is that correct? Yes. When my husband and I retired from the fire department, we knew we wanted out of Florida. Um, they were just getting too hot and too crowded, too expensive, and we wanted to return where there was four seasons, right. um, but we mm-hmm. didn't want to endure harsh winters. So we've been looking through the middle United States, and um, we we looked in North Georgia, Tennessee. We kept kind of moving west, and we ended up in this little town in Arkansas in our search and absolutely fell in love with it. The climate is perfect for horses. Uh, we love the terrain. It's hilly, and we've got all four seasons, but the winters are very mild. Um, there's And the freaky thing about this area, there's no bugs. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. Oh, that there's no bugs? Well, I don't mean that literally, but it's nothing like Florida. <laughs> you know, my dad grew up for a while, and there were plenty of bugs, chicks and chiggers and... Well, there's there's those. There's, there's, there's the ticks, but they don't really seem to bother the horses that much. And That's because your horses are pasture-raised. Right. Yeah. You know, they're out on the land. And they're immune system you know. strong. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a question in the um, chat uh, from Judy in Live Oak. She said, how is the barn raising going and the fundraising going? Is it oh, going well? Fun. <laughs> um the the we have desperately needed a hay barn um we have not been able to uh purchase the amount of hay that we need every winter uh all at once um we go through 3000 bales oh my goodness so we have to buy it in piecemeal and it's a lot right. more costly 
Um, If we could negotiate a price for one uh, delivery, uh, one delivery, correct. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, But we have no place to store it. So we have, for years, we have desperately needed a hay barn, and and we decided that we're just going to uh, bite the bullet and and get this barn built. But we did put out a request for some of our past contributors. to make a donation, and mm-hmm. the barn is almost completely up. The roof is on, yeah. and Good. you can see updates on our website, but the construction has slowed down a bit. We still haven't gotten the sidewalls done. Um, we don't have the finances for that <clears throat> yet. So, okay. so I hope the but, audience is hearing that. Right. And they need to go to your site at horsesofproudspirit.org or .com. Either one, you'll get there, horsesofproudspirit.com, um, so that they can contribute. And also, Melanie, they're gonna, they can, it'll help if they pick up copies of your book also, won't it? Absolutely. 100% of the proceeds from my book sales go to the sanctuary. We do not pocket a dime of it. Um, so we're always trying to improve book sales. Um, any book clubs out there, or if anyone knows Oprah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they really. need to go on Oprah, right? Uh, um, we and, need to get also, the books to her to read. Exactly, that would be a really good idea because this is such an important thing. How many horses are you guys now? Do you know, you have 320 acres now. So Correct. You went from five acres to 7320, and um, that's. Uh, you might want to let the audience know why that 320 is an important thing for horses. Isn't that well, a typical size of, um, you know, for a herd to run in? We the the, the most important thing to us, uh, the entire uh, goal of this sanctuary is to let these horses live a natural life. They need room to move, and mm-hmm. um, it, you know, there's hundreds of rescue organizations in this country, but there's hardly any that let their horses live as a herd. And yeah, ours roam free. <clears throat> um, they have access. We have no cross fencing. They have access to the entire property. Um, there is a portion of woods that we, that we have fenced off that they can't get into. But um, this herd is just uh, just remarkably healthy. They're all dappled and muscled and. Um, but to see the interaction and the relationships and and they, the bonds they form and the um, this was everything to us to see this them living a natural life. Oh, it is to us yeah. too. And you actually have a video on YouTube, which we have um, on our site also uh, that people can see. We'll have linked with the show on our main site so that people you know, can see it. But I have to tell you, beautiful. I. I I live here with these guys, and I actually filmed that film for you, the YouTube video, <clears throat> but I can't watch the YouTube video without crying. Oh. <laughs> oh, just to see them, and it's amazing, because you have all the way from little uh, a little mini all mm-hmm. the way up to a great big, um, I don't know if he's a Percheon or, or a, a Clydesdale or what, but you have great big all the way to little bitty, and um, it's amazing to see this how, this interaction with them, and it's so natural, and it's what we've talked about on the show repeatedly, Melanie, about the interaction of a horse and a herd and how they need to move for their health and they need to graze, and you know all the things that we've been doing, locking them up in barns and um, stalls has been is so contrary to their nature and for their overall health. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so, and isn't that just? Uh, it's just amazing when you think about it. If if we would just model our horse keeping after what they need in the in the wild, it, it's just it's mind boggling to me to to think that 
that, that people are happy with their horses standing in a stall 24 uh, Yeah, and some I of know. the stories you shared in here, we're going to talk about those in a minute. We um, One of the questions I had for you before we, Judy has another question for you, is um, how many horses do you now have? We are currently caring for 63. Mm. Ooh, big herd. Um, and Judy wanted to know, are you still taking in horses? And when you lose one, how do you bear it? Mm. Oh. Um we never turn our back on an abuse case, a horse confiscated by law enforcement. Um, mm-hmm. We do not take in, um, but we do try to keep the numbers around 60. So um, uh, it depends on the situation on why right. we take in a horse. But we right. we never say no to an abuse case. Mm-hmm. So now you have some that are sanctuary permanent, right? We have never adopted these horses out. We don't adopt out. Well, we are one of the very few true sanctuaries in the United States. Right. Mm. So it is a sanctuary, and, and yet you don't turn away abuse cases. All the more reason for people to support your organization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, the, one, a lot of people, we've taken some criticism for not adopting the horses out. You could make room for others, people tell us. Or um, mm-hmm. um, This is a choice we've made, and a yeah. very conscious choice. Um, these horses form bonds when they come here, and we don't like mm-hmm. to break them up. Mm-hmm. And right. that matters to us. Sure. And it, 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 it's a very significant part of what we do here. And very few people understand that. They just they don't understand it. We, we get told all the time, why don't you adopt them out? Why don't you adopt them out once they're rideable? Or they're, well, you're sitting here talking to two people who do understand that bond because we've had so many guests come on recently in this past year, Melanie, saying the same thing. They form bonds. And all of, part of what we're, we're hoping to share by having guests such as yourself is to share that they are societal animals like we are. I mean, they have bonds and families and love and interaction with each other. I think that it's time way overdue that we respect that right. and honor that if we are in a position to do so. And you are in a position to do so, so I applaud what you are doing. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, just some of what some of these horses have endured young, and I think one of the um, stories I'd really like for you to start with is, because this is an important thing for us to share, um, and I think I want to preempt it first um, by saying that it's not that I'm opposed to racing or a lot of the things that are going on out there. I'm just about the horses. If we would just do the right thing by them in the beginning, we wouldn't have the problems afterwards. Right. <laughs> okay, so Dusty is one who comes to mind. He was um, a thoroughbred that um, you rescued. Mm-hmm. We've taken in numerous thoroughbreds over the years, and they've all been babies. Um, right. Babies of, in how old, typically, Melanie? Two, two-ish, three-ish. Wow. Um, and every one and of already them, really? their knees are blown out. Every single mm-hmm. one of them, their knees have been blown out. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people would agree that there's five major issues in the equestrian community that sparked the most heated debate. Okay. It's probably the thoroughbred racing industry, Tennessee walking horse show oh, industry, yeah. pregnant mare urine farms, and the slaughter mm-hmm. industry, and then the BLM's management of America's. There um, you go. I, I'd say those are the That's five. The five right there. Five. But, you know, these are all controversial issues, right? And um, every they're all very emotionally charged issues, and everyone has uh, an opinion about them. But the thoroughbred racing industry, you know, it's controversial, but I don't think it's very complex. Right. Um, it, it, this, like I said, this is not rocket science. I mean, this isn't rocket science. If you have a rudimentary understanding of the equine skeletal structure, you, you realize go. you cannot run two-year-olds. 
as hard as the racing industry runs them. Right. Mm -hmm. And there isn't anyone that can defend it. Um, And and so the bottom line would be then the simple non-rocket science solution would be to not run them young. Yeah, if we would just wait a couple years. Um, But they're not going to. You know, the the herbivore racing industry isn't going to go away, and I don't think it should. Um, um, you know, it's 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 an exciting, exhilarating, uh, incredible sport, and it, and it shouldn't go away. Uh, but if they would just wait until these right. babies' bones have developed, and and um, you know, it's they're they're just babies. I know. It, again, it, it's it's the same sentiment we keep hearing from those who are concerned about the welfare of horses, not the racing to stop but just to not have them race so young mm-hmm. and again a lot of the things we do to make them run so great and everything I mean it's it, if just the way you're raising your horses naturally and I'm sure that not everybody in this country can do what you're doing Melanie um, there's not enough land maybe but I don't know if that's a valid argument either but the bottom line is that if we could just really really I, I think the good thing about modeling the wild horse herds and seeing how they're thriving and how well they do and into old age, we would have a whole lot less throwaways, need for rescue, so forth, and we could still have our sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I you agree. mentioned the um, the gated horses, the Tennessee walkers, and for those that don't understand what you're talking about, can you elaborate and maybe share a little bit about um, your meeting of um, Ivory Powell? Oh, Ivory Powell. What <laughs> a neat boy. He's one of the neatest horses I've ever met in my life. What a glorious an- animal. Oh, yeah, your description um, of him had me in tears. <laughs> oh, just, well, um, he is a uh, thoroughbred, uh, thoroughbred, I'm sorry, a Tennessee walker, a gated Tennessee walker stallion, and he has been shown successfully barefoot. For those that don't know, the Tennessee walking industry um, uses a practice called soaring, mm-hmm. where they um, um, use a caustic chemical or other means to hurt the horse's pasterns, to make them lift their legs higher, to get a distinctive gait. And this is a barbaric practice. Um, horses have literally died laying in their stalls from the pain of this. Uh, at uh, Tennessee Walker shows, this and is I documented. Think Lisa Ross Williams has some really good photos of what that looks like on the hoof and what it's doing to the hoof. Since um, mm-hmm. Kenny is a barefoot expert, yeah, um, showing what it's doing, and it's uh, that's the NaturalHorseTalk.com. Who she's the one who referred us to you. She's a friend of ours, and, um, and but she does have pictures of that, uh, and and it just I can't imagine it. Almost reminds me of human feet that used to be bound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh well it's 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 mind boggling. I mean you can yeah. hardly wrap your mind around someone right. actually doing this on purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Um but um uh Ivory Powell is just he's and and his owner, Raphael Val, has shown what you can do. Um and this horse is barefoot. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, naturally, yeah. Yes. Um, awesome, awesome. And that's just one of the horses. Now, you've had a lot of stories. I think most of the horses who have come to you, Melanie, have had some form of 
abuse or neglect. So what we'd like to do, we're going to take a real short break, and when we come back, we talk about some of those, and we hope this will encourage the audience again to support your work, you know, by donations um, and spreading the word, uh, purchasing the books. There's a lot, of, and you guys would so enjoy these books that <laughs> it's just not even hard to get up off the money to read them and then support the sanctuary at the same time. So uh, we're just going to take a short break, and then we come back, we'll talk about some of those horses. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors. Naturally, Pet Talk Naturally. We'll be right back. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. No, it's true. I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, but our nature walk has just begun. Now, back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie. And if you're just joining us, I'm Dr. Kim together with Dr. Jeannie, and we're your host of Animal Talk Naturally. Today we are speaking with author Melanie Bowles. She's also the founder of 
Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary, and um, we are talking about some, some serious issues there before the break. And Melanie, your book was just one of those that I sat down in at night, you know, got into my bed and wanted to just get absorbed in because your storytelling is great. But I think part of it is because it was so unimaginable to me that some of these animals live this way. And yet were, you were able to make headway with them and they've come around and are now thriving on your in your sanctuary. I'll tell you the one that kind of, two that moved me, um, they all did quite honestly, but Maddie and Dancer really got to me. I was an Appaloosa lover as a child and Palomino lover. I don't know why. I just liked those horses. And um, when you told the story, it was, uh, again, you were going back and saying that it was because of the bond that you don't adopt them out. And this is a um, pretty instrumental story as far as that goes. Yeah, they were, um, that was a pretty amazing um, that these two horses found each other again Um and, and they go ahead. No, you couldn't trace where they knew each other from, though, could you? No, we never did find out, but it was so clear that they did. And we, would we you tell the a... audience about how they reacted when they first met each other? Tell them who Maddie was and um, Dancer and what happened. Well, Dancer was a, a little Appaloosa that we were contacted about. Um, he belonged to an elderly woman um, who was unable to care for him anymore. Um, it was heartbreaking for her to part with him, but it was clearly the best choice, and we brought him to the sanctuary. Well, and he'd been isolated a long time, too, hadn't he? Yeah, he had been uh, not even able to see another horse for several, quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did have this love of this, this elderly woman, and, right. and she. Um, but his health declined, as hers did, and she was unable to get even out to him to feed him. And, and they had was, a spunky Melanie go in there and make sure he got to the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and we brought him home and I stayed in touch with her until she passed away. Um, mm. I sent her little updates about him and oh, that was um, great. little photographs of him gaining weight and, and uh, anyways, we, he, so he was contentedly living at the sanctuary with us and um, we, we eventually at one point brought home a, um, an elderly mare who was very ostritic and um, the owners were going to just send her off to slaughter and we um, intervened and, and brought her home to the sanctuary and, and the day we brought her home I happened to just turn her out in a little paddock um, so she could move around a little bit and, and kind of loosen up her her little joints. She was very stiff and um, all the, I was just watching her and I saw her uh, lift her head funny and and weave her head back and forth sideways. And I thought, geez, maybe she sees a cow moving on the other property and she's not really familiar with cows. And, I mean, all these things were just kind of going through my head. I didn't think too much right. of it. Um, but her her posture was just, she was on alert and, and, and just staring ahead. And so I'm going, well, what's, what is she looking at? There's no cows over there or anything. <laughs> and <laughs> all of a sudden she whinnied just this, this heart-wrenching from deep in her belly. Uh, she whinnied and um, I, all of a sudden Dancer, his head shot up out of the grass. And, but his back was to her and he didn't turn around. And I just, I knew something was going on. You could tell by their body language. They were both so rigid and, and he recognized her voice. I don't doubt it for a moment. Hmm. And he didn't move. He was frozen. And I can still picture them. She's standing at alert, 
just this this heart wrenching scream from from you know just from the bottom of her heart mm-hmm. and Dancer lifting his head and 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 not responding because he just seemed frozen and she called again and he turned around and they looked at each other and they both oh I get emotional just thinking about it, it was years ago. <laughs> They both hollered for each other at the exact same time, and they ran to the this fence line, and immediately up and down each other's necks, just her, 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 and oh, I was just sobbing. It was so obvious they knew each other, just rubbing their faces up and down each other's face and smelling each other's breath, and and they could neither one of them could stop that that and um. Finally, Dancer started pacing, um, and I ran to the gate. I ran down there, and I opened it, and he came charging through it. And they they, they just plastered themselves together, um, weaved their necks way. all over each other, um, mm. um, and they never left each other's side after that. Never. They literally. See, that, that's amazing to me, just thinking about, I've heard elephants have done the same mm-hmm. thing when they've been reunited, and that reminded me of that. And again, it also reminded me, Melanie, what you were sharing was, look it, I mean, they know each other. They remember Everyone each other. Who knows they, how many years, you know? Oh, yeah. Incredible. And how long they had been separated, and they remembered each other, and... I just, for me, it spoke just volumes about the cognitiveness, the thinking, the feelings, the emotion, just like us. And we don't think about it enough. We don't. You know what's interesting to me? I think with horses that have served us so well for so many centuries, we think about it the least for them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that. I just, and I've been a horse lover from the from I can't remember from the day I could walk I think from before and it just never is that astounds me that we have not given them we've not honored them that way well listen there is an enormous problem in this country with people not wanting to take care of an unrideable horse Uh and making a commitment to the elderly ones and there needs to be a shift in our thinking there desperately does Um, Mm -hmm. I feel the entire equestrian community must start making a commitment to these horses the ones who are already here, including the elderly and unrideable ones, um, the, the rescue organizations and sanctuaries just can't handle it all. And, and right. we do. We need to step back and, and think about everything that we've gotten personally, but not only that, as a race, as, yeah. as a human race, we've gotten exactly. from, from horses. We, and we have a couple of people in the audience, Ned and Andrew, and he says, I've been a horseman all my life, and he has seen the same thing. You know, more and more horse people who are real, you know, and we've seen, it's almost like an awakening, Melanie, Mm -hmm. that we are seeing, that they're looking at this and seeing how well these animals have served and some of the things we've done so that we can dominate or control them. Right. Um, They're they're even waking up to that. Yeah. And and these are amazing animals. (laughs) And I don't say that just as as a horse lover, okay? I see that just... Just from observation like you, you fell in love with them through observation. Mm-hmm. Well, it, 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 and living with 63 horses for, well, not exactly that many, but it was with 50-plus horses right. for over 15 years, the things that I have seen, <clears throat> I've seen things that people that have had horses their entire life have never seen. I'm sure. Um, because of the way these horses live. Because right. they live so naturally and... and, and um, I mean, it's extraordinary. I feel so blessed to be oh, you living among them. 
Mm-hmm. And they're still wild in their nature, which is interesting that they still choose to want to, you know, when we respect them the way you have and when we've honored that, they still want to be with us, you know, and that that amazes me. I'll tell you who really got my heart, and it's because I have this, I don't know where, just like you don't know where your fondness for horses came from, I don't know where my fondness for the big ones came from, like the drafts, and Marshall, the huge Palomino. That oh. story... Um, that story just really, it, it, I was angry <laughs> and crying, uh, and yet I'm glad he's with you. That's all I can say. Would yeah, you tell the audience I, a little bit about that? Yeah, not too much, so they'll buy the book. But yeah, we want them to buy the book. <laughs> well, yeah, what a, oh boy, I tell you, I can hardly talk about that boy. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what he endured. Well, in I, I don't know what you want me to reveal about the story, but he... Well, they, I want them to read about the trainer in the book, because, boy, I just don't even want to talk about him on this show. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll skip over that. We'll just say yeah. that he suffered a pretty... Uh, again, you just you can hardly wrap your mind around the abuse that he suffered. So this big, amazing, beautiful creature who wanted nothing more than to please. Right. But he, as a result of the abuse, he began suffering um, seizures. You could say that he was beaten down, Melanie. I mean, he was beat unconscious, wasn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. And Just for one mild, in, what was considered a mild infraction, um, but because of the abuse of this trainer. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, a person intervened on his behalf, and, and we and got him to this uh, to proud spirit and but he was so um he was going to have him um put down wasn't he oh yeah um absolutely but um but when he arrived at the sanctuary he was just very unengaged um he was not uh he just he enjoyed our company but he did not he didn't want to be with the other horses he didn't um I guess that's the only way I can describe it. He just he wasn't engaged, and he just didn't seem to be enjoying life. And uh, into his life came this kind of little <laughs> miniature horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of the horse variety. <laughs> yeah, this little mini. I have a photograph of him on my website of him running under Marshall's belly and bucking. <laughs> he is, and Marshall would just stand there. He didn't didn't bat an eye about it. He he was madly in love with this little mini. But the uh, extraordinary thing about this was that this little baby mini, this little eight month old, got this spoiled mini, <laughs> elderly, beaten draft horse to start playing like a baby, mm-hmm. and. I will never forget that. Marshall has passed away. He ha- he suffered a grand mal seizure one day. Yeah, but he had seizures after that on a regular basis, didn't he? Yes, he did, but we were managing them. Mm-hmm. They were small seizures, and we would manage them. Um, um, he had a grand mal one day and did not come out of it. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I just fell in love with the horse and the story and his He's oh, just so many, amazing yeah. animals. So mm-hmm. it just breaks my heart that someone felt the need to have to literally manhandle him to this point. Yeah, um, wasn't necessary in the first place. Um, you know, and I do think that with animals at this point, you know, I've I think all of us have probably made wrong decisions and done wrong things, Melanie. I know I have. Sure. Transparent here, but at some point we have an obligation. I think. And I would think that we'd want to, as animal lovers, to 
con- to stop wanting to control so hard and put our egos aside mm-hmm. and work to see how we can work together with them in a some harmonious relationship. And I really do think horses are probably one of the maybe easier animals to do that with if we could just get our minds wrapped around that and, and also put our egos aside. Cause I completely agree. Involved a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that story, just hearing that he passed away now, had me <laughs> took my breath away for a minute because I, I hope our listening audience will go and read this book. This, that particular story is in The Horses of Proud Spirit, Mel- Melanie's first book. And but I can assure you guys... there's many more in <laughs> uh, Well, and this won't break the bank, folks. Um, no. I don't know what they're being sold for on your website. Was it was 18 for this one. This is a hardbound book. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, they're they're eighteen ninety five and nineteen ninety five, and right. they're available through you know any bookstore, your independent book, local bookstores, the the big chains, or Amazon. Um, we actually don't sell them on our website; it's a link to mm-hmm. bookstores. But um, one of those places. Yeah, every no matter where you buy it, every it doesn't matter; it doesn't make any difference what the sanctuary gets. But all of my author royalties go to the sanctuary. So, um, so that's the Horses of Proud Spirit is your first book by Melanie Sue Bowles, and then also Hoofprints is the um, second book and where you've moved the journey of moving um, those horses uh, to this big ranch in, from Florida to Arkansas and so forth. We, you know, we've run down to the end of the show. Doggone it, it went way too fast for me. Oh. I got emotional there oh, with Marshall. Right. But um, Melanie, I, I would like to do two things. Encourage people to visit your website at horsesofproudspirit.org or .com. And also, we're going to ask you, because everything you've shared today has been words of wisdom, but what words of wisdom do you want to most impress upon the audience in closing that they would walk away with, with action to take behind what they hear? Mm. <laughs> well, I guess I, um, I adamantly believe that this life we are given is not about ourselves. Yep. Um, I feel that true joy, the purest joy, is giving without expecting anything in return. And so in this view, I have to tell you, I get so much more from these horses than they get from me. Mm. And it's just giving back to them, giving back to the world around you. All of us can make a difference. Absolutely. And that there's so much abundance in that. You know, thank you for sharing that and for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us, Melanie, again, at forcesofproudspirit.org. And we hope that you guys will help and um, help see more of this kind of care and respect and honoring of the animals that have given so much to us. Thank you, and thank your horses for us, too, Melanie. <laughs> okay. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful to meet you both. It was wonderful. Oh, wonderful and having you. In the spirit of love and truth, we hope you all have a tail-wagon, hoof-stomping, wing-flapping, perfectly animal-talking day. Pets and nature come together every week on Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts, Dr. Kim Bloomer and Dr. Jeannie Thomason. Learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.